guys. Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we're talking about all your favorite books from Book Talk, Bookstagram. You know the deal. Were you getting a good book? We're going to talk about it because we're your book club made by besties for all of our book besties everywhere. And we're <laughs> taking a traditional book club style today. Off off the bat, Hilda's laughing at me. <laughs> you just you just made that one up. <laughs> I did. Well, no, it's a riff on what Bridget had said previously. It's a riff. It's I like love uh, us. what did I, I? I know I wrote this down, and I was one that created, but I can never freaking remember it. A uh, podcast podcast by book besties for for book besties. Book besties. Everywhere. For some reason, you have to do the, like the Miss America everywhere, everywhere hands. It's like, it's like a full circle with both hands. Uh, but yes, and we're keeping this full book club style. A little bit of a break from the way we traditionally cover a book because usually we'll go through, we'll give you no- thoughts and feelings, reactions, star levels, um, plot points. We'll go through the whole thing. But today, we're just keeping it real with reactions to the one very special book that was just recently released. Probably know what it is because we already did reactions to the first 50%. So of course, we're talking about the last 50% of Crescent City 3, House of Flame and Shadow. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> very, very accurate uh, representation, I'd say. For us, at least, I think. These are spoiler warnings. Like, spoiler warnings, spoiler warnings, spoiler warnings. We're talking about... Wait. Can we say also spoiler warnings for all of, really, at this mass point, verse. the entire yeah. mass verse? Yeah. Because I re-listened to the episode, and I was like, oops. We... Before we do spoiler warnings. Yeah. I'm Bridget. This is Hilda. Oh, I'm Hilda. And our host, Caitlin. She's here. I'm here. I, you know, yeah. I was going to say that next, and I'm like, well, hold on. Let me just... We just jumped right into it. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Our names. <laughs> Spoilers. Lest you forget. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> our names, you know who we are now and what, what you're listening to in case you didn't realize. Uh, yes, and spoiler warnings for everything in the SJM Massverse universe. If you haven't read Throne of Glass, Crescent City, or Akhtar, I don't want to spoil it for you, bestie, so... Hop on over to another episode. Because we have a lot. We have we a do. lot now. We're creeping up to 100, guys. This is. We're going to hit 100 this year, which is what? Wild. Wild. You know, when they have like TV shows, they make themselves like a cake and it's like, yay, our 100th episode. Oh my God, can so we do that? I'm going to order all of you guys a, a cu- Publix cupcake to go pick up <laughs> for our like 100th this. episode. Can you make it Raspberry Delight? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, can that <laughs> be raspberry elegance? Podcast flavor? Yes. yes. It has to be um, like our podcast cake flavor. Absolutely. A hundred percent. If you know Publix, if you know Raspberry Elegance, then you know. And if you, you don't know. know Raspberry Elegance, you should. Get thee to the Publix. Get thee to the Publix. It is delightful cream cheese frosting with a raspberry inside. We're going wildly off topic right off the get-go. I'm just, you know, hundredth episode, cakes, celebrations, all that. Um, and if you do not live in the United States, in the South region, there's no Publix for you. And I highly recommend you fly to Florida or anywhere that there has Publix and get one. Coming out with us and I will treat you to a Publix Raspberry Alliance. It'll be worth it. It'll it's be so worth good. it. <laughs> so again, spoiler warnings for everything in those the SJM universe. And now we covered our 
first reactions to 50% of the book in the previous episode where we had not read everything. We just were reacting to the portions that we had read. We pretty much talked about all the things that we had that had read up until that point, how it made us feel, what our predictions were for the end of the book. So for part two of this, we're going to follow a similar format. So I'm not going to, we're not going to be diving through the plot in detail to run you through the entire timeline. Our thoughts and notes may go out of order. We're trying to keep it in order just because it's a little bit easier for your brain to process. But as you saw with the raspberry elegance, we go off on a tangent very easily. So we're going to do our best to keep it in order of the last 50% of the book. But please, please note, we love a tangent and we may go off. So this is truly just a book club discussion about the last 50%. And right off the bat. Right off the bat. This is what I – this is – I'll start this. You start. I'm like, who wants to start? It feels weird to start. I'll start it. I'll be the bearer of the bad news. All right, go. And I'm probably coming off really harsh. It's a safe space. I did not like this book. Explain. You're not the only person that's – You're not the only one. I just want to hear your reasoning. Okay. So you guys know – last episode we talked about it. I was so excited. I felt like the pacing of the book was so good. And then, you know, we got off the podcast recording, picked up back the book and it went so slow. It felt like, I I don't even know what it felt like. It felt like we were going at snail's pace. And Mm -hmm. even though stuff was happening in the book, I was convincing myself. I was hyping myself up to finish this book. Finally around probably like 85%, 85%, I feel like, mm-hmm. it start pick it starts picking back up. But even when I got to the end, I was like, okay, that's it. A hundred, 800 something pages. And that's all we got. It's a combination of me being fed up of authors who keep extending series and extending out their fandom. And I think I'm just exhausted at this point. And unfortunately, I think Crescent City and the Mass Verse has fallen into that category for me. And so I was very disappointed when we got to that in the book. And I was like, okay, underwhelmed. That's very fair. Very fair commentary. I do not agree with you in the sense of I didn't get bored. I wasn't dying to finish it. But I didn't necessarily feel like it slowed down. I'm trying to, like, honestly, what, I finished this last week and I already forgot about, like, my feelings about it because it was, it was, it was underwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think that it had to do with, there was something about Bryce landing in Prithian at the end of book two and all of us having a collective, like, oh shit moment. Um, that I think really hyped up the book for us. Mm-hmm. And like I wasn't necessarily expecting her to like run into like Nesta's arms and be like, long lost family. But I, I expected more out of their interactions. And fine, like at the end it got a little bit better, but I just, the fact that that didn't go very well, I think just set a bad tone for the rest of the book. Yeah. I will say, talking about how, like, you know, collectively as a group, we're all just, you know, building up that suspense after the end of book two. And I think that's what I love so much still about this series is the fandom itself, because Mm -hmm. it has grown and turned into, I feel like, 
an entire thing on its own where it's just living out everyone's dreams like book besties i feel like people who are not readers right now mm-hmm. are reading it and you know we're all bonded through the series i i feel like i'm somewhere in the middle between you guys and i really hate to admit it but out of all the sjm books this is one i did not care for and it i think it may have been a little bit to your point hilda the impossibly high standards i think that we had for this so to bridge's point like the collective mind blowing that we all had knowing that these two worlds merged together and all the possibilities which was my favorite part talking the unhinged theories and seeing what came true and what didn't come true and what did we all pick together what are we, what were our predictions that part was so fun and there was something about the chemistry of the characters meeting in real life and i know we talked about it last time book where it's like you have your one group of friends and your other group of friends and you try to marry your friend group and it doesn't vibe and that put such a weird taste in my mouth through the whole rest of the book where I was like, I I just didn't care for it. And I think it was mainly to do with Bryce's interaction with um, Prithian and the interactions with Nesta and her whole like, I'm smarter than you and my way or the highway. I'm sassy and like I'm throwing caution to the wind and doing whatever I want. Just attitude really just got on me. And it wasn't so bad in isolation. I think once – she was back in Crescent City because you're like, okay, this you can kind of see this makes sense, but seeing it out of our home world really changed my opinion of her and not the best way. Yeah. And you know what bothered me too is that she's she's so critical and she's like, oh, the Fae. They're so prejudiced against other yes. people. And like, look what they do to the humans, and oh, they're the worst and can't stand them. But then does that to the people in Prithian. And like again. Yeah. You know, the way that Az and Nesta were reacting to Celine's hologram and all of her revelations, and they were equally disgusted by Celine's behavior, the same way that Bryce was. And for her to, like, not capture that and still kind of, like, make it seem like she was screwing them over is really just, like, really – it's really messed up. Yeah. I mean, it's just – I don't want to continue talking about Bryce, but I think that really that really soured the book for me. I agree. Yeah, I thought a lot of characters were quite annoying in this book, so it overall I was imbibing with it. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, the other characters. So I think we had said in part one, we're like, Ethan, Therion, I'm not sure I'm loving you guys. It didn't get better. <laughs> their, their chapters did not get better. And they then, got better for like a hot second. And then I was like, oh my God, cheering him on. And I really wanted there to be more with this new wife that he had. And then nothing happened. So let's talk theory, theory on first. He didn't annoy me as much, but I think it's possible because he's a redhead and I'm a sucker for redheads. <laughs> Who knew this that was your kryptonite? <laughs> Great observation, Nona. He's a but redhead. I'm pretty sure Therian is a he is ginger, a redhead, right? Uh, he's I a ginger. So. I was just picturing like a blonde merman. So like sexy like merman, a, a male Ariel, like with auburn hair, mm-hmm. like Outlander with fins. Yeah, yeah. See, in my head, I don't consider him a redhead, but I guess he is. I don't know. 
I it's interesting you let him pass because this man had zero character arc at he all. Just oh. he did shitty things. Then he's like, I feel bad for shitty things, so I'm gonna level up and do more shitty things and disobey more people. <laughs> and then he's like, I feel bad for that, but I'm gonna do it again. And then this this really I'm just me gonna off. keep digging my hole. Digging my hole. So Therion, you know, he's banished by the Viper Queen. He's banished by the River Queen. He's now become enemy number uno, number one, from <laughs> the Ocean Queen. And then the second he's in front of the River Queen again, which just remember, started this whole mess that he was in because he didn't want to marry the River Queen's daughter. The second he's in front of her again, this man wasted 0.25 seconds before he's like, I'll marry your daughter again. That will solve all the problems. And you're like, yeah, I'll no. divorce. I'll divorce my Fey wife, which the Fey apparently never divorce. You dumb idiot! That is why the entire book we have heard about your misadventures, and you think you can solve it again by just marrying the person you didn't want to marry in the first place. And I, that tracks because it's Theron. But right before before he got married, he was going on and on about how he was doing such this good thing because he had a sister that died. And if she was in that situation, she would want a decent male to step up and do the right thing. So he did that. And then he was like, I will never get divorced from you or I'll divorce you. Move on if that's what you want. But he made it seem like he was sticking with his decision finally. Mm-hmm. Like he had made a decision and he was going to carry it out. And then he was just like, oh, no, he's I'm going to solve everything with my dick. Therian, Therian is hapless. And my bigger concern is, do I want an entire book oh. about Therian and his shitty decision making? No, I like his wife. I know we yeah, barely that, got that much from her, Zathia, but she was strong. She, she was great. She, she was, was giving great. me Elite vibes. Not LD. Elite. Yeah, I was like, what did I used to call her? LD. Um, Elite. But like, if I have to deal with a book four about Therian and his bad decisions and fucking Ethan and his feelings, Ugh. I will jump off my balcony. Oh, God. Therian just – and you can see. I mean, you – we're assuming, obviously, this is not announced, that House of Many Waters, which would be the fourth house, would be the fourth Crescent City, which makes sense. You're not going to have mm-hmm. four houses and three books. So it makes sense that you're setting it up. But I just feel like I don't care about him. So the only thing that's a possibility is we continue their storylines. But ultimately, with the way the book ended – you know, there's a whole exploration now of like this new form of government. I think one of the really important things, which I think Bryce finally got a perspective shift was, I think Sathia was giving her shit. Yeah. And then maybe, and Hunt did too, which well-deserved. They're basically like, you have the ability to change people's minds, set a good example, like be a leader. Why won't you do that? I feel like it was going along those lines. So like maybe... Maybe Bryce and Hunt's story isn't over. Maybe. And I don't know. I think they also have to deal with the Viper Queen. Yes. Well, and obviously the Ocean Queen and the River Queen. 
You know what's interesting too because there was so much speculation when we saw the cover. So much speculation that there was a giant snake over it. So maybe this will have like the Viper Queen will have a lot more to do with the plot. Like the takedown. Like she'll be a crucial member not like a side quest side story. And I didn't, like- I didn't find that from her. I'm like yep you're still the side, side story. Like a worthy adversary but the side story. But even the whole thing with like Ariadne and I had this conversation with somebody in our DMs and I was like, I feel like Ariadne's story was edited out because it was too much because Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, she's kind of there with Therian. They're both, you know, street fighters. And then all of a sudden she disappears. She like like, disappears. Therian basically tells her, don't kill Ethan when you fight him. And she's like, well, how do you know I was going to do it? And then it turns out she's like agreed to be sold or whatever. And then she pops up at the end again. Really and quickly, think, and then that's it. As a dragon shifter, book is House of Flame and Shadow, that we'd get more of that backstory. This is the house to talk about it. It makes sense to talk about it here. It doesn't make sense to talk about House of Many Waters. I don't know. I hope we get more out of Ariadne, but in a in a good way. Yeah. Because like even like the whole getting her from the astronomer and rescuing her There's and like the debacle. fire sprites, the fire sprites played an important role. Mm-hmm. They sure did. So like What's what's supposed to go on with this cranky dragon? Speaking of people who've been rescued from the astrono- astronomer, wow, could not say that for a second there. Um, Sigurd, why, why does she exist? Why what, what why the did we go into this whole Reaper situation? I I I don't understand what's happening here. It felt very. What's the words I'm looking for here? It felt very worthless. Yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better word, like it's- you, you had all this promise, then you got tangled up in like you were a, like a newborn baby walking the earth. You didn't know what things were. He's washing your hair for you, getting you clean, and then suddenly you're like an angry baby, and she's like, "I'm gonna fight for my freedom. Don't cage me up again." And so they fight again, and then she's dead, and then he feels bad about it, and then, and then he, brings he goes her back through- to life. Literally, like so much other shit, like more important shit is happening. He's like, but yes, I need someone to devote their full attention to me to bring this girl back from the dead. And everyone's like, we have other things to do, Holstrom, other things. I just don't like that it took him so long to realize that he had the ability to be an alpha. And like, I know she was thrown into the storyline to get him to that point. But the whole... Her Which is surviving annoying. after as a reaper when the astronomer and Sabine and the original Prime is dead makes no sense to me. Because now she's a loose end that needs to be she's a reaper tied up in the next book. But she's not just a reaper. Like she's this whole big deal made that she's the alternate Fendir Fendir heir. And she's a, a mouthful to say. Um, you did great on that. Thank you. Fendir heir. You know what I mean? And so, but like now she's just a reaper. And she's now the Ethan, Ethan's the alpha, which apparently was the prime's intention. He's not just the, the alpha. He is the prime. the prime. Yeah, yeah. He's the prime. A so true wolf. It's just, I don't, I don't know what happened here. Also, not to go on a tangent, but Love that tangent. bitch, that bitch. I cannot. See, I see you went with that bitch verse. Fuck that heifer. <laughs> I cannot. But it's okay. Go ahead. 
We know who you're talking about. I cannot believe she killed her father. I know. That fucking You cannot believe that? Bitch. I can believe no, that. No, I can't. I saw be- that coming. I I was shocked. I was shocked. That man did not deserve to die that way. He didn't. Poor old man. I was shocked a bit because yes and no. Because even when her daughter died, she was still power hungering, grabbing through all that. But there were elements where she grieved. In this, she was just – this was a pure power hungry move that she did. She was just like mad about her not having her toy. I mean, ruling the kingdom basically and had an epic tantrum and killed her dad in the process. So fucked up. Also, I want to point out when we covered House of Sky and Breath, Mm -hmm. one of the questions that we asked was like, hey, how How do you think – yeah, Mordark and Sabine a got together. question I had. And I was like, oh, no. It wasn't even like a – It wasn't even a good story. I was so yeah. disappointed. You know I was waiting for that to I just know. drop somewhere in there. It was just the I Asteri. I was so like – The Asteri was like, you two, must breed. you will make powerful children. Please breed. It wasn't like some steamy, salacious affair at like – Her drunken mistake. Right. You know what I – this is okay. I'm going to use this as a point when we talked about overhyped expectations because this is one of them. Not that I expected to have some crazy, mind blowing revelation about Mordock and Sabine getting together. Clearly, not even a tertiary plot point at this point. But I feel like we had all these grand reveals that are theories. And as we're reading them through TikTok and we're going through the slides and looking at the unhinged theories, those reveals were so much greater than every reveal I felt we got in this book. So like, I know. Even the reveal, like how they got together, it was very like ho-hum. Like, womp well, womp. Well, they had a breed. That was it. Moving on. Yeah. Do you like, guys oh. think we kind of did this to ourselves though? Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Like we yeah. hyped it up. We made stuff up that wasn't true in the quest to understand. And I mean – it's the downfall of being part of a fandom. Yeah. I guess. Maybe it's also because we had too much time to think about it because it's been two years. Yeah. This is probably what like all the Star Wars guys felt when yeah. they're between original releases. But you know what? Okay. To that point, at least we got like a a level up. You know, like that's his father. <gasps> There's a sister. There was no level up. In yeah, terms no. of revelations, you know, like we we left with this crazy cliffhanger. And so I stand by that there should have been some Avengers level get together for all of us to powwow. I'm talking Aelin, Reese, and Bryce and be like, wow, we all have a Siri in our world. Let's figure out how we can, you know, what's our game plan to get rid of them all? And then we all go back to our separate worlds and do that. That's what I wanted. And I yeah. and that's probably just again on me, but that didn't happen. Speaking of revelations, Speaking when of I revelations. read this, when I read this, I flipped my shit in a good way. You're talking about Bran. Yeah. So confirmed Lydia is descended from Brannon, mm-hmm. um, Galathinius. Mm-hmm. So that means that she and Aelin are related. Which I thought was so awesome. I did and like that confirmation. I I loved that so much. Also, obviously, it confirms that Throne of Glass is in the past, whereas Akatara and 
Crescent City, I guess, are on top of each other. I didn't which even I make think, that connection. You're right. I think, Bridge, you and I kind of felt that that was the gist. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, but I then guess also because that's – I still feel like now it might all be parallel with each other because that's her ancestor. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe it's like her – maybe Aelin's her cousin. I don't know. I don't know how this works. My brain hasn't processed. And I haven't seen anyone else's reactions, anyone's thoughts or unhinged theories on this because I've been trying to keep my thoughts pure. <laughs> so, like, what Caitlin felt when reading this book. But I am kind of curious to know, like, what – where are we in the worlds with that revelation? And I am also – it took me a minute because <laughs> I was like, Brennan, Brennan, why is this name ringing a bell? I'm like, Brennan, why is this name ringing a bell? So, Brennan took me a minute to place because my brain – was going back to the most recent Brennan we read, which was the Book of Brennan from uh, Flame and Shadow. Not Flame and Shadow. Well, it's, um, it's also Iron Flame. Brandon, not Brandon. Brandon. I know. It's close enough. Yes. You know, we can't keep, yeah, keep yeah. a name straight. But it, my brain was like, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm like, no, no, wrong book. So it took me a minute to remember he's a Galathinius. So on that note, let's talk. Daddy issues. Uh, oh. I mean, which daddy are we talking about? You're talking rune daddy issues? Autumn King daddy all issues? All of them. <laughs> like, which kind of all daddy? All of them. They're, okay. Why do all the dads suck? With the exception of Randall, why do they all And Randall's not even like suck. a bio dad. That's why what? he doesn't suck because he's not a bio dad. And then oh, – I was going to say because he's not Faye. Well, I don't know. Cause then I don't know. Nesta's have... dad sucked for a little bit there. He was human. He's Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. But, like, even Hunt's a test tube baby. (laughs) Oh, Hunt. Sweet Hunt. All right, let's talk about Hunt. Let's talk about our boy Hunt. So when we last left him, he was in the dungeons. And we were – I was convinced. I think we all were convinced. Those three boys, Baxi and Hunt and Rune, were not making it. The three of them were not making it out of the dungeons. One of them was going to die. My money was on Baxi. I thought for sure it was Baxi. I – I know you did, and I was real worried from a boy Baxian. Not that I wanted to be the other two. I just didn't want anyone to die. And my wish came true. No one died. But they suffered. And these boys had some extreme PTSD from – I mean, one of them had to chew someone's hand off. Like, you just you don't just come back from that. You just you just spit it out and reset. And so That's what not you call to go, trauma bonded. <laughs> they were trauma bonded. That's – I think one of them said it. It's like – it's, it's the Dungeon Boys or something like that to be like, we're trauma bonded. But oh, man. And not to Bryce hate, but there was one point when they finally got back together and she's like, I need you to be all in. I need you to be with me 100%. And like, you don't question me at all. And like, she was kind of going in on him. And I'm like, this man just survived so much torture, so much torture. You can't for the second break. time. Right. For like the he, second time. For the second time, thinking he's the woman he's loved is dead. Twice now is what he's thinking. And his guts are being pulled out of him. His friend's guts are being pulled out of him. Like, this is, this is what, like, give the man a minute. No, I feel like Bryce was, was so unfair to acknowledge was, the PTSD that, that he was going through. She was such an asshole to him. Okay. I know you guys haven't been really like getting vibes from people, but I've been talking with our friend Claudia mm-hmm. and a couple other people. And Claudia basically told me that people are calling her, calling uh, Bryce Tamlin 2.0. And at first, <laughs> at first, I was like, that is harsh. But now that I'm just like 
the way that she's just discounting his feelings. Yeah. I mean, she did that a lot. She did it a lot. She did that a lot and not just to hunt. It was Bryce's way or the highway. There were no other, like, you know, everyone's feelings are valid, not to Bryce. No one's feelings are valid, only her own. And so. But then she would turn around on the same breath and say, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong, this is right. How dare you? And I'm like, girl, do you have a mirror? Let's let's take, let's. Pot, kettle, black. One of those situations, you know? Yeah, no, it was very, I'm disappointed in Bryce because I liked her a lot, but she's just, she was very immature. Very immature. Oh my immature. God, she was immature the entire time. And first we saw a lot with Nesta and Perthian and then, and it just continued. And like we were talking about earlier, we don't know if it's because now we finally saw her in a new lens outside of her normal environment mm-hmm. that we are picking up this like, oh, you're actually just an immature brat. Right. And then when she went back, I was still getting that vibe, but it just made a little bit more sense when she was amongst those royal assholes that she had to deal with on a regular basis that she had to have right. that fake swagger. But it just never came across as the same level of true swagger that Aileen had. No. No, no, no. Not once. Not a not They've a- also been calling her dollar store Aileen. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I'm still shocked by Tamlin 2.0, and I'm, there, it's not wrong. I'm going to go ahead and say it's not wrong. At first, I was like, that's really harsh. But like, The more I think about it, I think. Yeah, she was totally discounting Hunt's feelings, which Hunt's not my favorite SJM no. male. But he's he, he's been, he's been he's good been to her. He's been through a lot. And he's been through a lot, and he's always supported her. And for her, for her not to acknowledge that he is scared shitless of losing her and of losing everything again. And for all this happening for the third time? It's bullshit. And let's talk about his his test tube babiness because that was one of the big unhinged theories we had. Like, who are his parents? What are his lineage? How did Jessica Roga know his family? Because at the end of book one, she's like – you know, her and Adius are talking like, well, you knew the, the his father better than anyone else. Yeah. And it was interesting. I think there was some theories where he was – I think one of the theories we covered in Unhinged Theories was that he was a mix of some of the gods and that he was created. And so we did get that confirmation. But again, it wasn't shocking hearing it and maybe because I was exposed to it before. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I was just like, oh, Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Because he wasn't so, the only one. Like, it wasn't like they created Hunt. They created multiple versions of Hunt for whoever would be born with the star-born powers. And they created a Thunderbirds. Right. So I thought it was interesting to see that they created Thunderbirds. So I was like, okay, that's cool. And then that explained how his powers were similar. Right. But I also don't like the fact that we had this big revelation about, like, who his dad was. And then they didn't even give him like a minute to swallow that pill. It was just back to Aelin or not Aelin's world, back to Bryce's world. And even Bryce was just like, a, okay, this is cool. We're going to d- talk about this later. Fuck you, dude. You're not important right now. I'm like, this is your mate. This is your husband. And then I was also surprised that they had so many fights in this book. Rightfully so. Think- they needed to fight. Yeah. But I was just surprised it was happening in an SJM book. I liked that they were fighting. Because yeah. it made it made it real. Yeah. And they had to tone down her her princess vibe, like her true like princess attitude. I just like, wanted no, him okay. to like 
really just lay it into her at yes. least once to get her yep. to like really self-reflect about how much of a shitty person she's being to everyone around her. Yes. It also did not like the fact that she sent her parents to Prithian to be saved. So she's doing the same bullshit that her um, ancestors did that she judged them for. And then yes. she also left her adopted brother on the other side, like an asshole. The brother that she went all out of her way in the last book to save and just left him high and dry. I mean, yes and no. It wouldn't have hurt to just send all of them to Prithian. That's what I'm saying. And not to come at SJM for this. Love you long time, SJM, if you're listening. But like, why? Why was that not the decision? Like, why was that not the first decision you made? Like, why write all those extra words to be like, oh, he stayed there and I stayed behind. They have to talk about explain the consequences of that. And like her mom being like, I'm so mad at you. Why would you do that? What's your point? Like, why did we spend all this time protecting her family if you're only going to take her true family and put them across the board to save them, but leave her adopted brother who we just got, like just got in a stable environment. We're just going to leave him. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, she did leave him with Fury and with Baxian, so but again, very just competent send them all. Send them people, all. Right. You should have just sent them all together to Prithian. Like, it just didn't I mean, make sense. Make it make sense. It just, like, she went out of her way to put him in her parents' care to save him. Right. To then rip him, away, rip him away from them. And then just rip him away and put him in the care of two new people who he's not comfortable with. Like, this is still a child. It just didn't make sense to me. I was like, this is stupid. And like, I, I don't know what was the whole point. Like, just send him. Just send him over there. And maybe question her character's planning a bit to be like, this is this is the ultimate plan. And you know, Bryce always has a purpose. So I'm like, okay, what's the purpose? Like, I was thinking, well, there must have been a purpose that he was left behind. Why? Yeah, I was starting to think maybe he actually did have powers and we needed it. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. Nope. No, it was just, it was just, I don't know. Okay. It just, you know, added to the flavor of Bryce that I did not like this book. I know we keep talking Hunt and then we all keep going back to Bryce. But is there any other Hunt things you want to talk about? No, Hunt, I'm sorry that you got the shitty end in the stick. You know, Hunt is just not a character that I feel strongly about. Like, I think you said it, Hilda. It's not your favorite SJM man. I'm like, I just don't care about you. He's just a womp, womp, womp character. Like, Rundanen, I care about you. Oh, my God. They were the best characters in this book. Okay. We all love Rune and Lydia. Love yes, them. they had obnoxious back and forth miscommunication but the trope was shit. So good, but mm-hmm. the pay- to me, to me, this book was saved by Rune and by Lydia. Oh, her back was hurt from carrying the book. <sighs> she was she was carrying this book. Oh God. Okay, so I do have a question. I don't okay. know if you guys caught this. Okay, so when. Rune was in the other Fae Island at his Avalon. Avalon. Yes. Avalon. And he, um, his cousins confront him. The murder twins. The murder twins. And they were like, we can smell you on her, you know. And then Seamus' teeth flashed. Tell me, what is it like fucking a reaper? What did they mean by that? Like, is she a reaper or is he meaning because, like, they had sex on the mine bridge? So- like, did no one else catch this? I didn't catch that. Well, first of all, it's Seamus. Okay. Not Seamus. Okay, Seamus. Yes, sure. But he <laughs> said that fucking a reaper? Yes, that's why I was like, 
but that doesn't make any sense. But then I was like, okay, her sister's a necromancer. Maybe she has some powers like that, but she's not a reaper because I thought, is it reaper with a capital R? A reaper with a capital R. Oh, you're showing me. Interesting. Because I thought. Well, she did die and she came back. But she doesn't have those reaper powers. Like her eyes aren't glowing green. I know. I, well, I think one, the murder twins are just assholes. I took it to mean. Like they were just being nasty. Well, I took it to mean like she's killed so many people. She's just like, she just has a black soul, like a black heart. Oh, but she is a like, okay. She she's reaps like souls. a reaper. Like she's just killing. Got her. it. That's so confusing. Like, is it Cons- R, like capital R or just like a reaper in the sense that like she's stealing souls with a lowercase r? Interesting. No, it was a capital R. I sent you a screenshot of it so you can take a look at it again. But That would be an interesting plot twist. Unhinged theory. It, it was just randomly put there. I thought maybe it was a typo. Maybe my Kindle wasn't uploaded properly. I don't know. But then I went back and I just double checked it. I think that um, it was just the murder twins are assholes. Lydia did come back to life because she was dead. Um, and it was just like an obnoxious statement to me. They wouldn't have known that. Exactly. And she wasn't even dead when, the first time. She died after they had their little mind thing, mind back blowout <laughs> session. No, but she they she died and came back before they got to Avalon. Right. Yes. So but they, they would have known that she known died. that she was de- de- like a reaper, you know? I mean, I feel like they might have had a lot of conversations. No. What if they were like poking around in brains? I don't know. It's weird. I think that's weird. I think it it's a an, weird comment. I think it's an offhand comment from the murder twins. I think it's something more, and we shall find out. Hmm. Like now, my unhinged theory brain is like, oh, what else could it be? But honestly, but you I know, know you would that, that was up the most exciting bit. thing about this book. I was like, oh, what is this? Did I just find a clue? You know what? <laughs> I feel like this book has had the opposite effect on me. I don't want to know about theories anymore. I know because I just was so like every single theory that I had read up until this point, anytime I got to the reveal, it was a very like wah wah reveal. Like, well, the, let's, oh, go ahead. This was the only even book. Even Jessica's. Yeah, this was the only book that I got theories beforehand and I even read the chapters before the book came out. Usually I'm just like, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything. I want to be surprised. I want to be entertained. This is not fun. I don't like this way. <laughs> I like it before the book comes out because then that's yeah. actually fun. But the letdown was horrible. The letdown was so horrible. And I know there's probably a, a hundred people who are like, you guys are insane. I love that book. And I will also and I'm happy be like, for you. how – I wanted to love this. I really did. And I wanted to like, did you watch as many unhinged theories as we did? Probably not. They're probably normal people. Yeah, I guess. But you were just talking about Jessica. Even her character reveal background was a letdown. Yeah. Like I mean, we okay. theorized that she was she knew the books of the Library of Parthos is because she had them. She had to have been very old. We knew that there was something 
to do with that. But actually, I lied. I don't think her history was a letdown. I think the way it was revealed was a letdown because they just – Info dropped the information, and it turned out all we needed to do was ask her, what the hell are you? Yeah. And she would just reveal all of her secrets in her office. That was the most annoying thing to me, but I was like, I I liked her story. I think I would have loved it in a um, a prologue type situation or a flashback where we would have gotten to see that play out where she encountered Prince of Hell. It was a Pollyon. Yeah. Prince of the Chasm. Was that his title? I don't remember. Prince of something. One of there's, them. There's the pit, the chasm, and something else. I want to say I tried to commit to memory. He was the Prince of Chasm. And I could be wrong. But um, – Right. Because then – and, you know, I, I hearken back to the earlier episodes when um, – I'm sorry, earlier – the earlier books when she would ask those questions to Bryce. Like, are you asking the right questions? And like, oh, all I had to do was be like, what are you? And you would answer me? Because I think it like she just like shifted her appearance and like her hair was younger and he's like whoa, this is you and she's like yeah by the way I was in the librarian I was cursed fifteen thousand years ago. And you're like what? This is a by the way kind of comment I'm getting. Like it wasn't necessarily I by thought, the way, but like that's the way it came across very casually. You know my brain was like so starved for steamy scenes. I was putting tension between the two of them. I was like, oh my gosh, what if they turn into lovers? This would be great. I love a good office bang. Like let's do this. No. Not a lot of bangs. Not a lot of bangs in this one. Not even like – of course that didn't even happen because, you know, Jessica went bye-bye. I want to say – her incorporating a storyline where an entire group of people were storming after librarians to destroy books and those librarians were like sacrificing themselves to transport it to safety, even though the books apparently were mundane and had no magical information in it whatsoever. And some of them did, I think, but I thought that was like a call out to her what the current situation with book banning Mm. and censorship and stuff like that so i love that it was, take it was me just you know we're bringing it back to reality i could also just be bullshitting and that was not her case but i'm gonna just you know i like that i love when someone's protecting the knowledge like that yeah i so, did like that so jessica let's talk about her because towards the end of this book i didn't have i didn't feel the high stakes and angst that i felt le- like it was clearly a big battle and I think I think SJM has done in her previous two series excellent high stakes battles, like excellent. Like you feel it, you're stressed, you're like, oh my god, this is like, oh, I just want to know what happens. But like, I wasn't actually worried about anyone dying when clearly someone did and came back, and they're just fine. Also, that's a little overdone with her books. Just saying. But Jessica, towards the end, you know, she's lived for fifteen thousand years, and I think if she's we're, tired uh, of living. She's earned her rest. Jessica has. And so when Bryce dies and is back and everyone's kind of mourning the the sudden loss of her um, and Jessica looks at her and goes, oh, Quinlan. Like this part broke my heart. That was super cute. I was like, oh. Because you know, Jessica has always been a hard ass to her. She's been mean. She's like, I'm going to turn you into an animal. I'm going to turn you into a frog. Get this paperwork done. Like stop. Like she was very hard on her. But in that moment, you saw how much she really did love and care for her. And she was like, I, I'll trade my space for her. And so that's what ended up happening. And I was like, ooh, Jessica. I has cried. It cried. And cried, she cried. left her everything. And she had pre- – because this is – like Jessica 
maybe Bryce learned everything she knew from Jessica because Jessica's like, oh, yes, I've had all the paperwork already filed and is going to go to her anyway. That part I loved. And then when she saw when Connor had visited Ethan earlier in the book, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Connor, I forgot about you and I love you. And then when Quinlan was in the afterworld, she saw the pack again. She saw Lily. And Lily. And I was like, okay, this moment is sweet. But it's for all these characters that are not Bryce. It was there was a solid part where she's like just page after like I'm already weeping from Jessica, and it's just like a continued weeping. Like I just carried on. She's like, Lily's there and Connor and everyone's happy. The Jessica thing really touched me. Oh, that broke my heart. Like in the best way. So we talked about Jessica and how we got her big reveal, who she is, what she was. We sort of touched on Lydia. So I want to just circle back to Lydia and Rune because Lydia, her big reveal that we had in this last half, I don't remember if it was in the first half. I think it was in the last half. We realized that she has twin boys. She's got kids that are teenagers. And so I was very like, how did this happen? I think we were – we were talking about like, is it Pollux's child? We were like, who's your daddy? Yeah. I, this entire series was a game of who's your daddy. <laughs> it had from the beginning. Who's your, who's your really daddy? Funny. Um, and so to see that relationship grow a little bit and her really care for them and just be so nervous that they were taken again by the Siri, and then Rune being like, I got this. Even when Rune shot her in the leg <laughs> and she was like, I'll never forgive you. And I was like, immediately I forgive you. Immediately. You did this for the right reasons. You didn't want, you know, the boys seeing their mom murdered straight away by Paulus. And so I just – that made me the love him more. The best storyline in this entire when book did, was the two you, of them. When did you guys realize that she and Rune were mates? I Early think on. it was when the murder twin said, we smell him on you. Because remember we were talking about like, oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Everyone can smell everyone on me. <laughs> I think, but they had made comments about that earlier in the book, and it wasn't the murder twins, the first one that mentioned. Yeah, it. I think when Lydia went to go see Tristan and Declan when she arrived at the Viper Queen's mm-hmm. place, and she was talking to them. I forget it was Tristan or Declan was like, "We smell rune on you." I was like, "Yeah," which is interesting because they never they never mated. In person. They only mated virtually in the mind. Well, so like that connection really stuck. That's why then I was just waiting because I was like, okay, when they finally bang, then we'll see the mating bond snap into place. And it, it really didn't. But then I was thinking maybe it did. Well, no. Well, there was a line where Rune was – he's like, I know what this is, but I don't want to like put it into words. Right. Something I like remember that. him saying that, but I thought maybe that was like maybe he was in love with her. He didn't want to say it. Just loved him. I loved Rune. I love when he was just like, take care of my boys. And he's like, I got it. And he's like, come on, fellas. And they all like were running off in the heat of the battle. And it was just so cute. And I was very worried that she was going to die when she's like in her full fire powers walking out in the battlefield, teaming up with the fire sprites, which I loved because like justice for Lily. Also, she has this firepower. Hello. Because she's a Galathinius. Okay. So let's talk about this for a second because I was in the shower the other day. This is the thought. Shower that thoughts. Best shower thoughts. thoughts. Yes. As I'm like, you know, massaging my scalp, my brain powers start to work. And I was like, wait a minute. Aelin gave up her powers. And so for her to be a descendant of that bloodline, carrying that powers, that means she has to be a direct descendant of Aelin and that she has – Aelin somehow got her powers back to be able to pass it down? Is that what that means? I don't know. Okay. 
<laughs> I was like, oh my God. I just remembered I had this thought. Am I far off? Is this like unhinged theories? Probably. Maybe. The okay. thing is, we don't know exactly when in their timeline that the Asteri brought those types of fae, the shifter phase, and collected them and put them into Midgard. Speaking of uh, this parasite. The other character in the book we have to talk about, the parasite. <laughs> she means the queen, Hypaxia, who's no longer queen. So Claudia mentioned this too, and I thought it was valid that the under king is actually a barrow white from like throwing a glass. A what? Catch a barrow, me up. What the hell a barrow is that? white? Yeah, what Do you remember that? when Aelin was in Wendell with Is this um, what her and Rune, Rowan? Her and Rowan fought off like in the cave? In one of like the missions where he's yeah. like training her, they run into like this a bunch of burial grounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there's a shadow thing that's like following them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was supposed that was the barrow white. Okay. 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 And so Caitlin and I have the same reaction. We're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm with you. Keep going. You guys, you guys are much better at throwing a glass than I am. I only read it I've once. only read it once. I've no. only read it once too. But you've read it recently. I read it like two, three years ago. Anyways, so the way that the barrel white behaves in throwing a glass, it did remind me of the way the under king was behaving. Interesting. Anyways, that dude is dead. He's an asshole. Good riddance. Now Hypaxia is the head of Flame and Shadow. Which? Because she had to, to defect because her witches were pissed at her for being a necromancer. Yeah. Which I feel like, yeah, this fits. Welcome to House Flame and Shadow. Right? You'll be a Meet good on leader. On Thursdays. BYOB. Bring your own blood. <laughs> <laughs> sure idea. Let me tell you. So I was listening back to our other episodes and we were like vast departure but we're talking about evil characters and we're we were talking about how many other h names could there be for their triari we got the hellhound we got the harpy we got the hammer the hawk the hawk the hind the hind i thought of my triari name (laughs) oh boy picture it so the doors open up we're backlit Hair's blowing in the wind. It's a slow motion walk. You got the harpy, the hawk, the hind, the hammer, and the hippo. <laughs> See the hippo swinging in there, all hips. Hippos are dangerous as fuck. <laughs> so you know, the, I'm the ballet, well. the ballet. Where is it? The cartoon ballet hippo. Yes. She's like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> this is my triari name. I am the hippo. <laughs> Be Listen, like if it's good enough for drug, <laughs> drug cartel leaders to use them as a line of defense, it's good enough for me. Oh, my God. Cackling. Speaking of, I've been watching I, – I started watching Narcos to, like, decompress. Oh. <laughs> what a great expression show. <laughs> Thought it made sense. <laughs> you just totally have to go in a totally different direction. Yeah. Different genre. Yeah. I went smut, yeah, most people you went rom <laughs> Most people go rom-com as a I, I changed my medium. I changed my genre. Well, oh. shirts will be made here. <laughs> Newest member, Triari Training School. Hippo reporting for duty. <laughs> um, so we talked about Lydia. Let's talk about Rune. 
which like what is there to talk about rune this man came into his power came into his life he fulfilled his destiny he decapitate not only did he decapitate his dad he like also like stabbed the head and picked it up and was like hey dad's head <laughs> like on the sword <laughs> and he was like, like i got skewered yeah look what i did this is great <laughs> And so I just love that he seemed to be at peace with like, you're gone. I fulfilled the destiny and it meant I didn't have to die. Yeah. Now he sees what it meant. Rune Dannon will always be crown prince of the Valbar and Fae. Always. Also, I love at the end that he's like, oh, well, I'm living a floor beneath Bryce. She's going to hate that. And I'm trying to be an adult, but I still filled my fridge with beer. I did love that because the man is who he is. You guys, he made sure to get an apartment with a guest bedroom that had two beds for his stepkids. I know. This is why Rune Dannon is on my it's on my white shoes oh, list. So Dannon. now can we call him Daddy? Like Daddy Dannon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Ugh, I'm still disappointed in the Autumn King. That right. is one ginger I wanted to give a chance, but I, I did too. And I really he wanted to see it. Because there were so many theories like, oh, is he related to the Lucian. Autumn King. Right. Yeah. No, didn't explore the, any of that. The Autumn Lord, whatever, Baron. All right. And there were so many theories that his mom was actually Ruiz's sister. Like there were some other good I, conspiracy theories that I really was like, ooh. I'm disappointed that the relation is not closer. Yes, I am. Because clearly when Az saw Celine, he's like, oh, she looks like Rune's like Reese's sister well then clearly you know we have the two lines of starborn fae in the different world but for rune and reese to look so much alike but they're related by so many generations years yeah i just was like "Mm." that kind of bummed me out yeah like there's no way i would look close to someone 15,000. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way. Yeah, Not like, just once. The sister as well. So, like, those those are two people who look yeah. like their ancestors. Like You're right. Hell, that's a good point. Their relationship was too generationally apart. For their relationship was similar. Yeah. It would have made sense if they were on different timelines and they they were reincarnated. But any um, final thoughts? There we go. Thank that's you. final thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Lydia and Rune for hearing this story. Yeah. And Hypaxia. Mostly Lydia. I'm going to give Hypaxia some credit here too. Okay. She's so, such a like underrated character that is. has been pulling her weight since the last book. Pulling or maybe in the first book. Above her weight. Above her weight. And just just no, got, got nothing in return. Okay. Minus becoming the ha- ha- head of the house. Do we think Hypaxia should forgive Celestino? No. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Yeah, okay. I say that. So you caused my friends so much pain because of your selfishness. You're mm-hmm. dead to me. Okay. You, to you? you 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 feel I'm guessing you no, feel the opposite way. I I really like Hypaxia. I've always liked her. Me too. And I want good things for her. I just I don't, don't think, think that's it. Celestina's I don't think Celestina. I don't think Celestina's the one. No. Like, what so, are your intentions with my Hypaxia? I need someone to like match her level and energy and also someone to match her compassion. Correct. Or just like her greatness. Yeah. Yeah. It's Find not yourself be, another witchy woman. It's not going to be fucking Celestina. Ugh. 
No. Get another woo-woo girl to woo you. That. And then you can woo each other, woo. girls. Love that. <laughs> I just, I really want her to have more. Like, she really yeah. was like, they'd be like, I have a friend. And then they'd be like, oh, Hypaxia's your friend? I know this friend. I'm like, uh, really? Ethan, you didn't want to think about calling her like 30 pages ago? Bro, that was the most annoying <laughs> thing. I was like, I need a necromancer. Okay. You just, just about, used give me one a like necromancer. two weeks ago. Okay. In comes Hypaxia, who's your friend, who you t- used to have a good relationship with. Why did you not call her first? Who literally was the necromancer on your first necromancy. Like, I d- This boy is so dumb. And now he's the ruler. Aye, aye, aye. Why are men idiots? Because they are. Because they are. Because they are. Um, so final thoughts. If you guys had to give it a star rating, what would you give this? Oh. 2.5. I'm between, I'm Ooh, between a okay. 2.5 and a 3. I'm surprised, Hilda. I thought you were going to rate it higher. No. I – no. Well, I we also haven't really talked about the book outside of the last recording session. Like, we Right. We were like lit. pure thoughts no, only. No, I was – I was very disappointed by Bryce's behavior and it just the constant back and forth of the POVs was tough. I felt like there was a lot more POVs in this book than there were in the previous two books. I think they shifted a lot faster. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, she did shorten them. So it was like instead of chapter POVs. Each chapter had multiple POVs, which I liked at the beginning because it helped speed up the pace. Yeah. You got you got caught up with everyone right away. I just – but, like, I felt like there was just – it was chaotic when important things were happening. Yes. Like, when we're getting the whole hologram, hologram download from Celine and, then, and they're like, and let's check in with Ethan. I'm like, oh, with Ethan shit and his Ethan. stupid feelings. Just give me some writing yeah. clues over here. Let's go back to her. Yeah. I just – honestly, I think – I think we hyped it up too much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's been really hard to read something that, like, I really enjoyed. Mm. I'm enjoying. Um, so, yeah. I'm between a 2.5 and a 3. See, I give it a 3, and that's just because I'm an SJM loyalist. And I feel bad being like, this wasn't your best work. This wasn't the best one. This no. is definitely my least favorite book out of all of them. I'd rather read a book about Kale and Tower Dawn a million times than read this again. See, I love Tower Dawn. Um, I love Tower. I like Tower Dawn too. I love Tower Dawn too. Just not fucking Kale. I want to say. I keep thinking: it, Are her books getting worse? Are we just having higher expectations, or did I just love Akatar so much that even I don't even know at this point if Akatar is a good book or not. I it's just like my book. I I, can't, I was here for the vibes. I fell in love and I will always be in love. I think it is though cuz when you reread it you're like, "Oh, I do love this again." Like it exactly. hits, so I don't it know. It scratches your itch. This doesn't scratch your itch as much. No. It's okay. You know what? We all can't have I mean, she's had a very good run on books. I'm not writing her off. Just say, not all of them are going to be winners. Yeah. This one's not a winner for me. But would love to know everyone's thoughts and feelings because we've been having so many great conversations. And I'm going to say we being Hilda because she's – I started off. I had some Instagram stories. I'm like, how are we feeling? Where are you? Let's talk about it. And then I was like, I have to go dark because I don't want you guys to spoil anything for me. And I warned all of you guys. I'm like, stay out of the DMs just, just in case. Just in case something comes flying our way we're not prepared to see. 
because again, I had high high hopes for the ending of this book. But we've been having great, great conversations with you guys as you finish this, as you have thoughts and feelings. Some of you are with us, some of you are not with us, and I, I so enjoy the different perspectives. So please keep it coming. Safe space. You can be like, you guys are dead ass wrong. Here's why this book was amazing. I want to hear it. Please tell us. You can find us at booktalkmimi underscore pod to share all your thoughts and feelings on this book and more. So let's get into some shout outs, shall we? Let's do it. Spoilers. Yes, spoilers. These look like they are most – hold on. They're all, I think, SJM related. Um, Really quickly, Mm -hmm. before you get started, I just want to make a point, give a special shout out to Michelle. Michelle is the person who said that she wanted Hunt to die in this book. <laughs> and she came into our DMs and she explained herself to oh, us. Oh, Michelle, thank you. What was the what reason? Was the explanations? Um, it was very long, but it basically boils down to Bryce can save herself. Okay. And Hunt could have taught her all of those things and then went bye-bye. And then she's her own savior and she could have done it all on her own, essentially would have been the vibe. So he would have been there to like help her and teach her a lesson. What they taught, what they raised him to do basically. So yeah. So she goes into much deeper explanation. It was really good, but I, I liked that interpretation. So it wasn't just, maybe it would have made the book more interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Hot take. Maybe. She also wasn't like, "Mm, I don't know if they're mates. So. Hmm. Michelle, thank you. See, if we, we're calling you out, not calling you out, but if we're discussing these things here that require further, further explanation, please hop into our DMs where we will continue to discuss. So spoilers as we get into all our list of shoutouts and discussion points that come from our Spotify questions of the week. As always, you guys can head on over there, answer from any question from any Spotify question of the week that we've had up from any episode, and we will talk about them as they come in from each recording. Um, and I believe these are all, as you have mentioned, Hilda, earlier, these are all SJM related. So if you got sp- gave you the spoiler warnings in the beginning, if you're still with us, this should not come as a shock, anything we're about to say. So uh, we had a lot of people jumping in from our question from House of Flame and Shadow Reactions Part 1. And the question was, what do you think about HoFast so far? Michelle said, feeling like everything is working out too easily and conveniently. Well, except for Therian and Ethan, but that's a whole nother level. <laughs> Fair. And more said, overall, I'm liking it, but do I love it? I'm not sure yet. I need time to process the entire book. The Ethan Sigrid plot was meh. The miscommunication troop between Bryce and Hunt, ugh, annoying. Snaps. I agree. I agree. Like, I wanted to like it because I wanted to like it so badly, and I just... It was... The thing is, it was just fine, but we're not used to just fine from Sarah. Correct. 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 I couldn't even So that makes it even worse. To like this book more. That's how bad it was. So a hot take from the other perspective, Paige, our friend Paige, said, I liked it. And I do remember most of the stuff because I took notes on my Kindle. Also ran on two hours of sleep because I went to a midnight release in Brooklyn, which was three hours away. So fun that you went to a midnight release. So first of all, that's amazing. Also, Paige, because we were talking, I was like, I'm concerned about your health. Did you do this on coffee? She said yes. Uh, Yeah. Well, yeah. Like multiple cups of coffee. And water for balance. Of course. Coffee, water, books, carbs. Wine. Wine. Ice cream. Yeah. That's got water in there. Ice. The eight. 
eight major food groups. <laughs> uh, Des <laughs> answered, it was so much fun. I binged the whole thing in a few days. Lots of valid criticisms I'm seeing, but overall still a very fun ride and I'm still in love. And I'm in love with Rune and Lydia. Who isn't? They're the best. Couple Again, of the year. Rune and Lydia carrying the team. Carrying the team. It was I did I think we all binged it in a couple days. Like whether or not I wanted to, like we're seeing this baby through. Claudia answered, I was so disappointed and absolutely <laughs> sorry. I was so disappointed and absolutely hated Dollar Store Aelin. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she was the worst. She's not smart or cunning enough to pull off Aelin level schemes, but we were all supposed to believe she was. Valid, Claudia. I mean, you said it earlier. We all said it earlier. Like, this is, she's just like an immature baby. The, the mom's at work. Aelin's at work saving the world, okay? Go run along with your swords and play. Couple, couple new friends jumping in to say, how do you pronounce Danica? Danica or Danica? Tiffy said Danica. Jojo said Danica. But Danica is how I'm officially going to say it now. Yeah. <laughs> Got a convert. Aya said, I'm sorry, Danica. Aya said Danica. And I love that this was, I forgot we had this question up, but I appreciate you putting this up here, Hilda. It was, how do you think Sabine and Mordok got together? The age-old question that I was like, I gotta know how this yeah. happened. Is it a drunken bar hookup? What happened here? So Tiffy responded, personally, I think they she did it to ensure a strong air, which we found out was true. Essentially, And she yeah. did it. But you know, it's like you just can't help go to like what was, what was the lead up to that? Yeah, because then it was like you two mate. So then they just got into a hotel room and made it like just took their clothes off. Well, and I, then again, just it was the again, same way that Lydia had her kids. It seems like that whole mating situation, well, which we didn't even talk about, because that to me was all cal- calamai. An ancient Calamini. Calamini. There we go. Calamini. I was going to say Calamai. (laughs) It is Calamai, but you call it Calamini. (laughs) Calamini. Calamai. I don't know what it is now. But that's in the Akatar world, not in the Throne of Glass world. So that was a very interesting thing that I probably should have brought up earlier. I forgot about that. No, it's okay. We still have another another two episodes to talk about this book. It's true. It's true. We'll get into that when we actually do the full plots. Um. I, I like this question too. We had said major spoiler. When did you realize Bryce had landed in Prithian? And Tiffy also said, I read Crescent City before I read Akatar, so the ending wasn't a massive surprise. Then I read all of Akatar and decided to reread Crescent City. And when I got to that ending, I lost my mind. Oh, because it was such a good it was such it was a so good, good. Such a good. Like I feel like in the history book cliffhangers, that's one that will forever live rent free. I would love to relive that moment again. Love it. And then our friend um, Pirate Calypso. What a fun name. Answer the question, what did you think about this episode? Thinking, uh, Talking about A Court of Wings and Ruin, which is book three in Akhtar. She said, I enjoyed the podcast, but I feel like a lot of it goes out of order and sent my brain to a fit. But I love the banter voices and opinions. Pirate Calypso, my friend. We try our best to stay on our notes, but we love a tangent. And we'll always try to bring it back. We're glad you're here for our uh, banter and opinions. We're sorry. I feel like we're equivalent to like very excited puppies that we like easily get distracted. We like, have notes, <laughs> very detailed we're, notes. We're sorry we make your brain hurt. If it makes you feel any better, our brains hurt too. Most of the time, yes. Um, That's why we drink a lot of wine. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, our friend Roland Laura Eleven answered the question. 
Do you think you'll ever recover from Lily's death? She said, not at all. She was the goat. I, I agree. Mm, my friends are with me and I'm not afraid. I wish we got the, the little fire sprite queen got to hear Lily's story and like had a reaction to that whole thing. Like I wish we got to see that. Yeah, me too. Next question, our friend Tixiana Toledo answered the question, after this book, do you think Tamlin deserves a redemption arc? Now, this is Akatar book two, Court of Mist and Fury. She said, yes, dot, dot, dot. Which I failed, yes. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome to redemption arc. <laughs> team redemption arc. definitive. Team caves, team redemption arc. That's just, you know what team caves, team archives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Team Redemption Arc. I feel like well, my it's T-shirts. Team Archives. Yeah, Caves felt a little like, ooh. Like, I'll just be here I'm looking like, at the musty books. Thank right? you. I will stay away from the ghouls and ghosts. Ew. Hannah answered the question, do you think you'll ever recover from Lily's death? She answered, never. Never, not once. Never. We will always remember our fiery sprite with a panache for fangs and bangs. Are you also angry at Reese for not telling – sorry. So the next question is, are you also angry at Reese for not telling Feyre how dangerous her pregnancy was? Steph answered, yep. Also, Nessa telling Feyre about the dangerous birth was the right thing to do. She got hated on by everyone, but she was the only one that said that to Feyre. Honestly, should be rewarded. You're absolutely right. She should have told her. I mean, Reese should have told her, but Nessa had that responsibility as – Sister, friend, a good person. I don't think Nesta should have like her delivery was a little off. Like the timing. Well, it's it's Nesta. Like yeah, yeah. She's like I'm gonna. It go, could have gone better. Go full full flame. All right, guys. Well, we have loved, 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 loved chatting with all of you guys for all your thoughts and feelings on this book. We can't wait to hear more. Um, so you can again hit us up on. Book talk maybe underscore pod. You can also leave us an Apple review. We have a ton of new listeners, and we're so happy you guys found us. We hope you stay for all the uh, all the chaos and unhinged theories we bring, and the tangents that take us along the way. You can also find us on Apple and Spotify, obviously. And if you want more, if you're looking for more of our banter, more of our wit, more of our fun, I'm gonna invite you to come check out our Patreon which can be found in the link in our bio. There's a couple different membership levels, but basically you get more access to weigh in on the books that we're talking about. There's voting access. We get automatic entries into contests we're doing. We do two a year. And I think some of our friends can tell you we give out good-ass prizes, like good-ass prizes, not just like a gift card. It's a gift card and, which is good. We've got sticker giveaways. We've got so much fun stuff. We will jump on a Zoom call with the three of us and you to talk about books, a dedicated call with your favorite hosts. What more could you want? So if this is ringing true to you, if you're just like, you know what? I appreciate you keeping sad free. I'm going to throw you a couple bucks. You can do that too. That's all on our Patreon on the link in bio in our, on IG. We appreciate any support you can give the pod to keep it unhinged. And from us tonight, we bid you adieu and we sign off with big dramatic size about <sighs> Preston City 3. Bye. 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 <laughs>